Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If you don't talk about the depth and power of sin, then the cross is really just a sentimental figure and not a life-saving reality. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. So glad you could be with me for Leadership in Context. As you know, if you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, We've been kind of doing a biography of life lessons from Moses and his great leadership ability. As I share with you on the first couple podcasts, I just kind of did a renewed study on the book of Numbers, especially focusing on Moses' leadership. And I just gained a whole new appreciation for this man, even though he was a flawed like the rest of us. His passion his integrity, his righteousness, his willingness to keep his eyes on the prize. We talked about that in the last podcast. Uh, And I want to deal with a subject here today that I think is hyper-critical to leaders, okay? And I guess I would title this was that Moses was not afraid to teach people about the consequences of sin. Sin has consequences. You know, in charismatic and in modern-day Baptistic, uh, conservative evangelicalism, uh, the emphasis on sin is that God forgives your sins. And this is a wonderful truth, okay? But there are consequences even to forgiven sin. If you rob a bank and you ask God to forgive you, I believe he really will. Uh, You're probably going to go to jail. It doesn't mean God couldn't intervene with mercy and couldn't miraculously deliver you. And he does. And if I was in that situation and I was truly repentant, I'd ask him to do that. But he's not obligated to do that. Sin has consequences. And one of the reasons that sin has consequences, is God hates what destroys us. And so he wants to illustrate what destroys us so we will stop doing it and others will take notice, okay? So if sin did not have consequences and people sinned and there was no outward manifestation of what it was doing to them on the inside, that would encourage people to do it. And indeed, I think you would say to me and agree with me that there are people that seem to sin, whether they're Christians or not, and they seem to get away with it. You know, the old saying is payday always comes, but it doesn't come on Friday. And that does indeed embolden people to to do it, right? I jumped, that guy jumped and he didn't get hurt, so I'm going to jump and hope I didn't, I don't get hurt. Okay. That's that, that understanding. So a good leader not only teaches about the consequence of sin, I think he even points them out. Now, if I was going to translate this into the business community, I would say that a good leader teaches about the consequences of not following protocol, not following procedure, when customer service is not handled right, when maintenance is not handled right, when people are not handled right. I think a good leader calls attention to that and says, this is why this didn't work. This is why we lost that account. This is why we got that nasty email. This is why we got a bad mark on our customer service. In other words, they highlight and they insulate or they illustrate it 
not just by saying that was wrong, but why it was wrong and how it affected people. So let's look at Numbers, the 14th chapter, and let's start at the 40th verse. Now, this is one of those texts I want to encourage you to read more the 14th chapter to do it justice. But starting in verse 40, it says this, In the morning, however, they rose up early and went up to the ridge of the hill country, saying, Here we are, we have indeed sinned, but we will go up to the place which the Lord has promised. So Moses has just got done uh, reading to them uh, a spiritual riot act and saying to them, look, you've been stiff-necked, you've rebelled against God, God is not going to deliver you from this set of enemies, you have sinned and there's a consequence for your sin. And here they, here they acknowledge that they have sinned. Uh, they said, we have indeed sinned, but we're going to go on as if we didn't sin. We're going to go up to that place which the Lord has promised. In other words, God made a promise to us. How many people do you know, and maybe in your own life, this, a little introspection here might be healthy, you know there's a promise out there, but there's also some sin or compromise, some disobedience, and you think, or maybe in times past, you thought, I'm just going to press ahead anyway and claim that promise and act like that didn't happen, rather than saying, look, I drove the car off the road, I got to get a tow truck to get back on the road here, and then I can proceed when I do business with God. That's exactly what's happening here. So in verse 41, Moses is very honest. He says, but Moses said, why then are you transgressing the commandment of the Lord, which will not succeed? You know what you're doing is wrong, and you're just going to keep pressing on as if God is going to ignore your sin. And listen, I think one of the crises we have in the church today is I think we've got a bunch of spirit-filled believers that somehow have seduced grace and hijacked what grace really is, and they think God is winking at their sin, and God is going to act like it never happened. And friends, that is not true. God hates sin. God hates the consequences of sin. God loves to forgive sin, but sin still has consequence, okay? If you gamble your money away, the consequence is that you're not going to pay your bills. If you're unfaithful in a relationship, you're going to have divorce at some level. There's going to be a consequence for sin that is even forgiven, where God will not hold that thing against you, but you have now put yourself in a position where you've got to get back on track, okay? If you drive the car off the road, you got to get it back on the road. You can't sit on the side of the road and, you know, pretend like you're going somewhere. Are you with me? This is critical. Verse 42, he says, do not go up or you will be struck down before your enemies for the Lord is not among you. So Moses said, listen, there is sin in your life. You may have the greatest intentions. You may be believing for the right thing. You may, you know, say this is what God wants for us. But when you have sin that you have not dealt with, truly unrepented sin, number one, that won't work. Number two, even when you have repented sin, there could be natural consequences. If you rob the bank, you could be looking at hard time, okay? God will forgive you. God will brag on you. God will give you favor in jail, but the sheriff probably won't, okay? 
That's what you've got to understand. You can sin against somebody at work. You can violate their space. You can murmur and complain. And if you really repent, God will forgive you. And maybe they will, and maybe they won't. Moses is saying here, you cannot proceed. You have sinned and you've not made this right. And they're going to go ahead and they're going to do it anyway. And then it says in verse 44, but they went up heedlessly to the ridge of the hill country, neither the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord nor Moses left the camp. Now, here's a great illustration. The Ark, the presence of God does not leave the camp and the leader God has appointed for them has not left the camp. So I would say to you, if you're going into warfare, if you're going to to face a consequence uh, that could be hanging out there in front of you, Uh, I would not leave the camp without the leader God has appointed in your life, and I'd not leave the camp without the presence of the Lord. You know, that's written there for a purpose. And then it says, Then the Amplicites and the Canaanites who lived in that hill country came down and struck them and beat them down as far as Hormuth. Okay? Moses continually, this is not a one-stop shop here. When you look at Moses' leadership, Moses called people out were sinning. As a matter of fact, several times he called people out who he thought were sinning and weren't even sinning. And then he had to repent for his sin. But you could never accuse Moses for not really having a God-breathed, a God-etched righteousness streak in him. If you look back in the earlier part of this chapter, listen to verse 18. This is beautiful. This is what the what Moses is saying. He says, The Lord is slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgressions, but he will no means clear the guilty. How about that? That's a picture of forgiveness. See, if grace is what we say grace is and grace delivers and heals, the lack of grace does not deliver and heal. And God will by no means pardon the guilty and the disobedient and the rebellion. If God was to do that, God would have to turn his back on the cross, and God would have to turn his back on grace and forgiveness as outlined in the scripture that's been made available to us only through Jesus Christ. And God is not going to turn his back on Jesus. God is not going to do it another way for you or for someone else because you're sincere or because you really want something or even because you regret what you may have done. Only when you are truly forgiven at the foot of the cross do you stand any chance of having the consequences of that sin being wiped out by the mercy mercy and the sovereign intervention of God. Okay? Getting forgiven, reclaiming your right standing with God is different than getting your right standing with man and your right standing with circumstances and your right standing with life back. That doesn't mean you're cursed, but it was, does mean that if you've lost trust, now you're going to have to earn the trust. If you lost the money, you're going to have to earn back the money. If you lost the customer, you're going to have to learn back the customer. If, if you've lost a disciple, then you're going to have to earn back the disciple. Are you with me? This is really important to understand. Moses preached clearly against sin and against the consequence. And a righteous leader, a righteous business leader, a righteous leader in the church, a righteous leader in their community is going to call people out when people bring out circumstances. They're going to say, well, you know what? 
That's because of sin. There is a violation that happens there. And that's important because until you do that, you cannot exalt the cross. If you don't talk about the depth and the power of sin, then the cross really is just a sentimental figure and not a life-saving reality. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. Leadership in Context. Put your life in context. Follow the Lord. If you're not signed up for Band of Brothers, you better get it. You're going to miss it. Blessings. Today, Keith continued his discussion on the leadership of Moses. God hates sin. He hates what destroys us. He hates the consequences of sin. God loves to forgive, but sin still has consequences. And as a leader, you have to not just teach about the consequences of sin, but also point it out. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.